Welcome to the Divorce TV show and we have Suzanne Todd of Withers World who's a top UK family lawyer and she does dispute resolution so we are a big fan of that here. We have a shared story with US divorce coach Tina Baldwin and a healing with Annika Tordston. But first let's have a look at the big divorce news. Well, it's big for the UK anyway. Um, Law Society Gazette has said that no fault divorce won't come into force in 2021, government concedes. The government has quietly admitted it cannot meet its own target for bringing about the new era of no fault divorce. That's a slight exaggeration, but I'll explain that later. In a written response to a parliamentary question, Courts Minister Chris Philip MP, or Philp, sorry, MP, said the initial deadline of this autumn for implementing the provisions of the Divorce, Dissolution and Separation Act 2020 must be put back. The Ministry of Justice is now working on a commencement date of 6th of April 2022. It is now almost a year since legislation was passed to enable couples seeking a no-fault divorce after years of campaigning from lawyers calling for reform. Philp said this year's indicative target was ambitious and pointed out that the Act provides for the biggest reform of divorce law in 50 years. It was definitely due. Following the legislation getting royal assent, the Ministry of Justice has worked with the Family Procedure Rule Committee to identify what amendments are needed and create new practice directions and these changes are now subject to consultation. Philp said the Ministry of Justice is committed to ensuring that the amended digital service allows for a smooth transition from the existing service which has reformed the way divorce is administered in the courts and improved the service received by divorcing couples at a traumatic point in their lives. Following detailed design work, it is now clear that these amendments, along with the full and rigorous testing of the new system ahead of implementation, will not conclude before the end of the year. Philp said the delay was unfortunate, but stressed the importance of getting procedural rules right and added that the extra time would be used to strengthen signposting to family mediation as a means to resolve arrangements for children and the division of assets. Yeah, but you try to mediate after reading a horrible load list of things of complaints and and uh, and blame that's been thrown at you from your spouse because they've forced to do that uh, because they want to divorce you within two years. Uh, so it does make it, it tricky. The delay was revealed in response to a written question from Jane Stevenson, the Conservative MP for Wolverhampton North East. There has been no announcement from the Ministry of Justice outside of the response and it is not clear if or when the delay would have been confirmed without the parliamentary question. Chancery Lane urged HM Courts and Tribunal Service to use the delay to ensure the digital platform is fully functional and issues affecting the online service, such as a recent bug in the represented respondent journey, are promptly rectified. Boyce added, we urge HMCTS to communicate clearly with the profession when there are issues with the digital service, outlining how it will fix any bugs in order to avoid delay. HMCTS must also ensure that they are fully developed and clearly understood contingency plans are in place. Well, let's hope that that uh, gets listened to. Uh, just to point out, no-fault divorce actually already does exist in the UK, but only if you've been to 
separated for two years and uh, both agree. It's just that if you don't want to sit around and wait for two years, which can be difficult uh, for the finances of nothing else, um, that's what we're waiting for. But we've still got to wait a little bit longer, but hopefully it is coming. Right. Bill Gates' divorce could expose marriage secrets, report says. This is one of those ridiculous media non-articles about divorce. Um, and I'm ashamed, sadly, to say, sad to say it's from The Independent. Bill and Melinda Gates' divorce, it says, could expose secrets from the couple's long marriage, according to a new report. The, the pair, who were married for almost 30 years and have already disclosed one extramarital affair took place within their relationship, announced their split last month. And I have to say, so far, as far as I can see, it's been going extremely amicably. But do they say anything about that in this article? Not a word. But Mr Gates was also difficult to work with, it says, and non-disclosure agreements, NDAs, were used to stop stories from coming out. One source who signed an NDA has now told Vanity Fair. Um, Mr Gates hasn't commented publicly on these claims, but the Independent understands he strongly denies suggestion NDAs were used to silence detractors and argues that every Microsoft employee signs an NDA. This, um, oh, we've lost volume, it says here. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at these. Can my guests hear me okay? They can all hear me. So I'm afraid, sorry, Alicia um, and um, Lorraine, I'm really sorry you can't hear me. But according to this side and everyone here we can, I do hope it is coming through. I shall continue and uh, and uh, let me know if you get any sound coming through. Mr Gates um, hasn't, com yeah, so this ex-employee also told the magazine that there were times that Mr Gates drove to the office in a Mercedes and left an hour later in a golden brown porch. And... Um, and apparently this was uh, some kind of a dodgy thing. So they're going on all, all of this stuff, right? And it says, they said, someone close to Mr Gates told Vanity Fair um, that many people around the tech mogul knew about these affairs. So they're going on and on about these affairs. A spokesman, a person for Mr Gates said, it's extremely disappointing that there have been so many untruths published about the cause, the circumstances and the timeline of Bill Gates' divorce. They added, the rumours and speculation are becoming increasingly absurd and it's unfortunate that people who have little or to no knowledge of the situation are being characterised as sources. Two sources also told Vanity Fair that Miss French Gates hired a private investigator before her filing for divorce. She'd already said they kind of done their time, so why why would she do that? A spokesperson for Miss French Gates said this was completely false. Neither Melinda nor anyone at her direction have ever hired a private investigator, they said. The couple announced they were separating earlier this month after a marriage spanning nearly three decades. The philanthropist said they no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next stage of their lives in statements posted in social media. So Mr Gates and Miss French Gates met in the 1980s at Microsoft, the tech giant Mr Gates co-founded, when Miss French Gates worked there as a product, product manager. So newspapers once again trying to make out that divorce is all about infidelity and private detectives is one of the reasons I never had uh, private investigators exhibiting at my divorce fairs. Uh, trying to find your spouse to issue divorce proceedings, fair enough, but all this rubbish about behaviour is pointless. The judge doesn't care, the court doesn't care, it's giving the wrong 
message? And at what point in the article do they comment that or commend the Gates for so far managing the whole thing perfectly elegantly? So it's a shame on you, Independent, for sharing an article as pointless and unhelpful to families dealing with divorce as this. So stop trying to gain readers by keeping going the myth that divorce must always be nasty. So let's move on to a lawyer who doesn't like it being nasty. And we have Suzanne. Uh, Suzanne, uh, I'm just reading this off your website, Suzanne. It says, Suzanne Fields additional strength in ADR, which is short for um, Alternative Dispute Resolution, as a practicing mediator and collaborative lawyer. Legal 500 describes her as very talented, ensuring discussions are realistic and all options are explored. And that's the bit I'd love to start talking with you about. All options. So you, what, how do you do things at Withers World? What's your approach? Good evening, Susie. It's a pleasure to be with you here this evening. The, the way we approach it at Withers is to make sure in the first meetings that we talk to the clients about all of the different options in the menu. So if you think about it, sort of, you know, if you go to the restaurant at the weekend, you've got all of these different options. And the great thing now about family law in comparison to when I started 20 years ago is there are lots of options open for individuals. So you can do what we call the kitchen table agreement. So that might be us sitting quietly as the lawyers in the background, providing some help and support and guidance, but the clients have enough communication between themselves that they are able to work things forwards and come to an agreement. Or it might be on a voluntary basis where we are working with both, both lawyers working together, or I am a mediator, so I can mediate. So I am the impartial person um, helping both clients, giving them information. But obviously, as mediators in the family law world, we can't give them advice. But we're there to sense check and to guide them in the parameters because everybody knows there's a bracket in the family law world. Collaborative law, as you know, came over from the US and Canada scarily nearly 15 years ago. Mm. A lot of us trained. The recession happened more than 10 years ago, and unfortunately, collaborative law dived a little bit. But uh, I was one of the lucky practitioners to keep going with collaborative law. And in fact, I have three collaborative cases on at the minute. One is a prenup, uh, because obviously when we're doing prenuptial agreements, we want the couple to actually still walk down the aisle together. So it's a different mindset for us as family lawyers. And one, um, one is finances and the other is in fact a prenuptial agreement, which I did collaboratively many years ago. And they have come back and the couple have managed to sort out both their divorce and their finances, again, with using the same collaborative lawyers, because once you have a collaborative lawyer hat on, you can't be anything else. You have to step out of the arena uh, if you can't reach an agreement. And we've managed to sort everything out in just three meetings. Fabulous. For, and for the finances and, and the children, yeah. which is, which is you know, it, it's a rocky ride for everybody. As you say, it's an emotional journey. But if we can work alongside people and then what we've done at Withers, two of my fellow partners, Claire Blakemore and Diana Parker, have taken what we think are the best of all of the different options, because obviously there are some couples who do need the court process and they need that timetable and they need that structure to help them get through to a resolution. And we have created a new process called on couple and it's basically us at withers doing the one-stop shop end to end um, getting the couple from the beginning of the process to the end of the process but it's a bit like an elevator 
So there are lots of different options and lots of people will say, well, how can you do that? Because obviously you can't act for both parties. We are not acting for either party. We are effectively acting as mediator facilitators. So taking the best bit of the mediation process, collecting all of the financial information, using another withers partner to give an evaluation. So that sort of very early neutral evaluation to tell it might be children arrangements, it might be finance to say these are the options that a court would look at go back into your mediation facilitation meeting with that partner and then try and reach an agreement. If that's not possible, another partner can effectively act as a, a private FDR judge. So do that private mediation. And then if that doesn't work, and hopefully it will work um, at some point along that process, then two of the partners in the team are arbitrators. So they can hear what the couple have to say and it's a binding agreement if it's in an arbitration but the beauty of the process is it's confidential which is really important mm -hmm. it is flexible because sometimes we can work quicker or slower than the court process depending on what information needs to be gathered where everybody is emotionally where the children are sitting in the middle of all of this and so all of those different factors can be taken uh, into account I think it sounds a fantastic service. When I'm, I'm with the strategy work I do with people, it's on on that similar vein that you have this toolbox and that's what you want to use. So sometimes people might want to use mediation for the kids, but get a little bit head up with the financials. Maybe there's an element of the financials that they actually want to hand over to an arbitrator to decide for them. And in, I think the hardest thing, do you agree, is to get people to realise that they're in charge of the divorce. They have to take responsibility for it and, and, and not and, just and let you do it all for them. Yeah, and, and it's very hard because for most people, it will be the biggest commercial deal that they do in their lives. And also, you know, when you when you take a look at it from the emotional perspective, you know, it's the grief cycle, except that the other person is still there and still present quite often. Um, so there are so many factors that come into play. Um, it's, it, you know, it's really important and you're absolutely right because we always uh, recommend mediation either with a family therapist or a specific counsellor um, or a child mediator to deal with the children arrangements because, and ultimately, as all of your clients will know, it's much better to have an agreement that you have taken control of yourself rather than have a third party you know, who may have got up and, you know, not had a pleasant journey to court in the morning or whatever it happens mm -hmm. to be, to make a decision about you, your family, potentially your children, if that's what's involved as well, going forwards. And also you're putting in the foundations because you may need to go back in a year's time when your partner's got a new partner and it all blows up again and you've got these trusted yeah. kind of or, guides or, to help you. Or, or as we're seeing at the minute, unsurprisingly in COVID times, there are lots of variations of maintenance. So you know, whether it's a temporary variation because somebody's business is not going well or somebody's been made redundant or whatever it happens to be, if you've got that ongoing dialogue and also you know the new family solutions report talks about cooperative parenting so mm. so so co-parenting can be a bit of anathema with someone who you're trying to be apart from so cooperatively working together um mm. i think is, is a great phrase to be sharing with clients or parallel parenting uh when one client used the the phrase they felt more comfortable with that as mm -hmm. as a concept but either way it's it's being a team because you've got yep. kids um, but yep. it's finding those method methodologies that are going to help you. What do you think about the um, 
because you mentioned about the 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 dip in collaborative cases i'm interested in that because i think um it, you know it's still clearly successful um as a business model i've spoken to collaborative lawyers that find it works very well because you can do it so much quicker than legal cases that court takes a lot of time especially now mm. and that you it's just a case of doing more of them and that you can still it can still be very very viable however um no, I'm so glad you're here talking about it because how many times does the law firm proclaim that they do to the general public collaborative law? Because because do, do you find that still a lot of people, until you talk to them, explain it, don't really know what it is? Absolutely. And, and I do, you know, we as a team find that there is a lot of noise out there, you know, especially with the internet now. And it's the same in the, in the medical profession. You know, people are Googling, they're looking at things, they're talking to their friends every single family situation is different and we in fact created a series of podcasts last year to help mm. sort of demystify all of those myths um from that mm. point of view because there is just there's you know quite often we have people coming in going well this is what happened there and this is what happened here and it's like yeah. Yeah, okay so you've been married for five years and they've been married for 25 years or you have three children and they have no children so each individual family situation has its own dynamics and its own way forwards yeah, that was brilliant. And and just before you go, I would love to hear your views on. I had a little bit of a rant about the independent, and the, I get so cross with these endless stories or non-stories about couples who they do appear. Pe am I? Is it just me, or are they not actually doing quite a good job of this divorce? So far, as far as like we can see from the newspapers, yeah. anyway, they are doing a very good job. And certainly at Withers, our mantra is to get everything done quietly, elegantly, calmly, to not have anybody on the front of the, the daily meal. Um, I appreciate there are situations <laughs> where that happens, but you know, Withers has been doing family law for more than a hundred years. Um, and you know, you that would is- You never know it looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the hairdressers are not open again. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you so much for coming. It'll be lovely to get you back again in the future. You're Take welcome. Care, Thank you very much. Bye. Enjoy the rest of the show. So that was lovely to hear about all the different ways, the different tools that you've got to divorce. And also you might want to, if you're thinking about it, to get on with it because it's going to take you even longer uh, from April next year in the UK at least. Um, I've got a little bit of a QR masterclass here. And this is very much directed at people who are co-parenting, par parallel parenting. Thank Lorraine Harvey said, love parallel parenting. Um, and here we have a little bit of con comment, uh, content rather. And I want to, over the next, uh, next shows, I want to just go through these because I absolutely love this. This is part of the, I talk about this in the, in the app, you'll see the Divorce Masterclass, and this is the part where we talk about the Children's Bill of Rights, and this was uh, in divorce, and this is created by Dr. Robert Emery, PhD, who has uh, written some amazingly wonderful things around uh, co-parenting and done research, and he's, he's uh, if you're in this area at all, you'll, you'll already know about him. But he wrote this as Professor of Psychology at the University of Virginia, and he's the author of uh, Two Homes, One Childhood, and The Truth About Children and Divorce. And I'm just going to do the first of the ten. Uh, we'll go through one by one, and I wanted just to say a couple of things about it. So if you're co-parenting or you're divorcing and about to go on that journey, 
focus just for now on the first one the right to love this is the the children's bill of rights for divorce the right to love and be loved by both of your parents without feeling guilt or disapproval so how do you make that happen when things are not good so the one answer that the handover book a great resource I'd love Ashley to come on the show and talk about it um, and she she and uh, uh, and another lady have come up with this great resource called the handover book which is a physical book that the parents hand over to each other and the child can write in it and put for example if they've been on holiday with with dad they can put postcards in and um, and their parents tend to be quite polite when they're uh, filling it in because they know the child can see it as well. So it's a really, really great resource. Um, obviously, you've got our online diaries like our Family Wizard, which you can access through the um, through that Best Way to Divorce free app. And these are great tools because they take the heat out of it all, keep the communication going. But when you're with the children and, and you're hurting because they've gone off with the other parent and you're you know, human, you're not very happy, just be interested in what they've done. Don't comment or give your own opinions. Um, maybe you might say, I can see you really enjoyed your day out with daddy. That's a good one. But mostly shut up and let the child share without feeling that they are betraying you. So here we are, put it on your fridge the right to love and be loved by both of your parents without feeling guilt or disapproval. Now we've got our shared story um, today and this one will be particularly of interest to the dads out there and the husbands. And I'm now going to welcome our guest here, who is Tina Baldwin. And Tina, you're, I believe, over there in the USA? Yes. Thank you, Susie, for asking me on. Pleasure. And uh, great. And you're going to tell us uh, a story about, uh, just tell us a little, bit about, a little bit about the clients that you work with. And so where this has come from, this story that you're going to share with us. Well, like. You said I'm a divorce coach here in the United States. Um, I work with men that have been involved in abusive relationships, um, narcissistic type of relationships. And the story that I have is about a friend of mine that has been going through, at this point, a seven-year divorce. Um, he was married for approximately 19 years, and um, he actually married her because he fell in love with her son. And he felt that he was um, moving up in age. He was in his 30s when he got married. And he wanted a family. And she had a little boy around two. And everything was going great until he asked her to get married. And things went disastrously wrong at the wedding. And on their uh, honeymoon, he actually stood at the bow of the ship and thought about jumping overboard. At that point, she was already pregnant with their now oldest son, and they had a couple more pregnancies and two sets of twins. They have six children together. They're all adults. Um, lots of difficult times in their relationship. Um, there was the police called several times. She had taken a gun into 
the bathroom or to the bedroom and um, had threatened suicide. So he had the cops come and she got violent with him several times. Um, he was bit and scratched and that one is the one that got him to understand that he was in a marriage that he couldn't fix and that um, she was um, not diagnosed, but, but the counselor actually pointed out that she was a narcissist. And in her case, um, sociopathic tendencies where animals were actually killed. Um, so just before they got divorced and they actually, because of the COVID, um, they had two divorce hearings. They had the divorce itself, which happened in July. And then they had the actual um, hearing for everything, another two day hearing. So the first one was one day and then another two day hearing where they separated out. They had two businesses and uh, she has just been difficult. So just before the divorce hearing, she actually killed his horse or allowed his horse to die um, from lack of care. She didn't feed or water the horse and the horse was already in such poor shape because the original judge had put her in charge of that. Um, every time that he thinks that he gets close to a situation where there might be an end to a part of this, she throws a wrench and the permanent orders are now in place, but she refuses to listen to the permanent orders. So in order to carry on and to move forward, she he has to keep paying his lawyer um, over and over to go back to the courts for more information. And it's just seemingly endless that he will never get um, the money separated out. They had properties, the properties have been separated out, but they had thousands of dollars of dividend checks that had been written over this time frame, And um, she kept all of his money lying to him saying that no mail was ever going. One of the children saw the mail with his name on it and took it in and it was a banker's box full of his mail and dividend checks that were written to him or to both of them actually. And she refuses to sign them over. Um, they haven't been cashed. A lot of things. There was one point um, like a $30,000 check that had gone stale because it hadn't been cashed in about six years. And so it's just so vindictiveness, they, really. It's not. There's no totally. logic to it. She's obviously mentally ill. Which state is this in? Um, that's in Colorado. And and would you say that's this is kind of thing? I'm, I have to say it's one of the worst stories of a divorce I've ever heard. But um, you know, but there are ones that go on and on and on. You know, in the UK as well, which often seems crazy because the system should be in place to get things moving but there's certain people who do seem to be able to just keep the drama going so is he still in that situation yes um they have divorced that was done in last year 2020 and they had um the permanent orders drafted up in in december of 2020 and nothing has been um finished through any of that they um, have the permanent orders in hand that state that she's supposed to um, have her taxes done. She hasn't had her taxes done in over seven years. Um, he finally, after the first year when she wouldn't sign paperwork, he finally had 
um, in, in the States, they can file um, separately than their spouse. So he went ahead and filed separately and has been filing, but she hasn't filed in the whole time. One of the properties that had to be sold last year, or I guess it was two years ago, that property had to be sold because she, for one year, had all these back taxes and fees um, that the IRS had froze that house because it was just in her name. And so they had to sell that just to pay those tax fees. And um, So while he's on this, this horrible journey, it's your role presumably is to stop him throw himself off a cliff, I imagine. Yes. I actually didn't come into to, to the play until about a year ago. And since then, we've been able to at least, um, and actually it hasn't even been a year, because it was um, just after um, he got his permanent order, so it's only been about six months. So during the time that I've helped him through all of this, we've been able to save him um, $10,000 in lawyer's fees because there's so many things that he he didn't know what to do. And so I was able to show him that there were things that he could do that he didn't have to pay his lawyer to do. And that's helped his lawyer out uh, immensely yeah. because this case has taken so much of that lawyer's time. So he's done he's he's done a lot in the last six months. Um, things are going. They're waiting on another um, order from the judge that gives dates because the judge did not give dates of when things needed to be accomplished. Um, they were to return their their personal items and that was the only thing on there that actually had a date and so that has been done he gave it's, his it's not, it's not it's not been well handled has it <laughs> no no it's, and it's you know it's it, and when you've got a very difficult person or not as someone who's mentally ill or narcissistic it does seem to be that the system whether it's in the uk or or any of the states in in america and probably most of the world they're not really set up for for that kind of behavior are they no. 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 And I mean, it just goes on and on. And so it's it's at the point now where we get the dates. And once these dates are done and because we couldn't do the big hoopla to get all of the dates for everything, we have to go through one section at a time. So we keep having to go back to the lawyer to do all of this. So what's you? So we don't all leave this completely depressed on this poor man. Though there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel. What's your advice to people as a divorce coach uh, when people are being dragged into court? Basically, even though that's not 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 the the route that they want to take. Well, I can tell you, especially with working with the clients that I actually work with, it's it's best if they can hire a divorce coach before they start. But if they're already in the middle and they need assistance, then definitely the coach can help them. The coach can, can guide them through places um, so that they can find answers without having to pay their lawyer to do all of that. So that's probably the very best. And, you know, it's not about having an extra person that you have to pay. It's about getting everything accomplished so that you don't have to pay forever and ever and ever. Yeah. To get things accomplished. That's great. Thank you for one of the most, one of the most scary stories we've heard so far on oh. the show. But it's good. People need to know it happens. It happens, and uh, yeah. and yeah, you know, and and uh, that poor poor man. But I I do feel that yeah, he's heading the right direction now. And come back when it's all. Come and tell us when it's all sorted, please. 
<laughs> he's, doing, he's doing much better already. I mean, he's moved out of the state of Colorado, and he's he's with his new wife, or they're at the point yeah. of getting married. Please, please, and... <laughs> please tell him to get, get a prenup and use collaborative law <laughs> to create yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Lovely to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Tina. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Brilliant. Oh, well, not brilliant. It's terrifying. So uh, if you want to avoid that kind of scenario in any country, because we're international, um, as long as you can speak English, uh, pop on to bestwaytodivorce.online and that will give you access to the free Best Way to Divorce to Divorce app. And and though there are things you can pay for, there's also plenty of things that are uh, completely free to make sure that you don't get stuck in some difficult situations. And there's some wonderful people in there who can help you. And just want to mention the uh, Divorce Financial Workshop where we do talk about how to, you know, what to do if you've got a very difficult spouse who's trying to drag you into court. Um, I'm afraid this one's full, but uh, and I'm hoping to do some more in the, in the autumn and I'm hoping also to do some also in the States. I'm going to introduce you now to Annika, who's going to come on now. And if if her sound, oh, I hope you're not pressing any buttons, Annika. <laughs> we have this trouble for some reason. We seem to not be able to do it. So you're going to, I, what I would do is, oh, you're in, you're in, you're in. You can hear me. I can hear you. I was just going to say, go out and come back in again. But nope, you can stay. You can stay. Brilliant. Sometimes it's <laughs> the technology does let us down, but we, we fight our way through. So, Annika, you've um, you've been on before, haven't you? And you've been. Um, yes. But what are you going to perhaps remind people what you do and what lovely experience you're going to give us to round off the show? OK, wonderful. Thank you, Susie. Thank you for inviting me back. So I work with professional women to just connect deeper with their intuition and step into their personal power, tap into that unlimited potential that they have and uh, help them create balance in their lives and their relationships. And um, so we, we do this through expanding our self-awareness, um, deeply discovering uh, limiting beliefs and patterns and mental and emotional self-sabotage that we're running. Um, and so what I want to do today is just to really take us on a reflection of inner knowing. Um, so yes, when everybody's ready. Um, so kind of a meditation of some sort. So sit, yes, sit, quite, sit still everyone, relax, breathe and um, let's go. Thank you. So just make yourself comfortable and begin to take some deep breaths. Close your eyes. Invite your body to just settle down, come into a state of reflection. Your inner knowing is always with you, so let's just take that in for a minute. Just sit with that thought for a few seconds. Your inner knowing is always with you. used to thinking that it's outside of us that someone else has a better answer than you but that inner knowing is always with you and you know what is best for you 
You already have access to your divine feminine energy. It gives you access to a deep level of knowing. Piercing through uncertainty and self-doubt to a place of finding clarity and making good choices. If we can find that inner voice, we can be unstoppable and truly on our own path. In ancient times, when there were many myths of goddesses, these themes run through our lives as powerful inspirations still today. And now our journey is inward, through intuition, instinct, feeling, insight, just learning to trust ourselves. But most of us find it very hard to trust intuition. So we can start where we're at. You know your story and you feel safe in the certainty of it. But is this really you? Today let's begin to connect with our true selves, our wholeness. Eckhart Tolle wrote that you can only lose something that you have. You can never lose something that you are. And the truth is that you are whole. Wholeness is not about perfection. It's about who you really are. A spiritual being living in a human experience, uniquely formed, here with a purpose, so many gifts to share. And no matter the plot twist that you will experience on this journey of life, there is nothing missing, lacking or broken inside of you. Beyond all thoughts, experiences and outward appearances, you are uniquely good and already perpetually whole. And in mindful awareness, there is only infinite potential. And now let's awaken this awareness within. Bring your attention to your body breathing. Just breathing into any areas that may feel tight, contracted or closed. Breathing out any tension. You don't need to mold yourself to fit in or appear perfect. Always calm, cool and collected. Life calls you to be true to yourself. To know that you are worthy and to live your purpose in this world. In fact, as Maya Angelou wrote, if you are always trying to be normal, you'll never know how amazing you truly are. Now, just breathing normally, with your eyes closed, begin silently repeating the Sanskrit mantra that reflects the essence of your wholeness. Sado hum. Sado hum. 
sedang hamu. Just repeat this sound gently without forcing. Just letting the vibration affirm that nothing is missing. That you are complete as you are. Siddho hum. Siddho hum. Siddho hum. Just continue repeating this mantra. Resting in the truth of your wholeness. I'll watch the time as you continue with the repetition. Sado hum. Sado hum. any thoughts, return to the repetition of this mantra, Siddho Hum, Siddho Hum. Take a deep cleansing breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, and once more, a cleansing breath in through the nose, and release it in a big sigh as you breathe out. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes. Emily Dickinson wrote, I dwell in possibility. So today, remembering that you are whole and believing in your wholeness, consider the possibilities that are waiting for you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. That was beautiful. And thank you so much to those of you who have um, left some comments. I might even uh, pop some of these up here so you can see. Um, and we, if you're on watching on YouTube, do pop on and make sure you ting. There's a little bell you ting, um, which just means you just hear about the next shows coming in. If you're on Facebook, um, like the page. And of course, you can see all the... Um, all the back issues, if you like, of the show, which are remained very current in the uh, Best Ways to Force app. 
latest download. I've got a whole section in there of then this will be up there uh, hopefully by tomorrow morning at the latest. So thank you so much for everyone who's come along and um, yes hello to uh, Families Rights UK and um, yes it was a frightening story wasn't it and I know there's plenty of stories like that in the UK too for, for men and women who have had very difficult co-parents. So on the battlefield of divorce in the war of family separation always always make peace your weapon of choice